Live from San Diego, California, we go live to the newsroom with your host for Nick's Nerd. What's up, guys? It's me, your host, Nick. What, what? That sounded very. I don't know. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Nick's Nerd News. It is episode 20. What are we up to? 202? 201 now? No, last week was 201. It's 202. We're on 202. Um, welcome to the show. Welcome in. Welcome back. If you're new, welcome. If you're returning, welcome. If. Uh, I don't know what else. There's no. There's either you've been listening or you haven't. There's 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 no like, there's no middle, is there? You half listen. I don't know. Anyway, hey, welcome to the show. It's Nick Snerd News, two o two. Today is March twenty third, and got some new things to talk about today. Uh, nothing to rant about. Um, actually, there are some things I'm going to rant about. And uh, we're going to start with the rant in regards to Quantic Dreams, right? The studio uh, started by David Cage. They made uh, uh, Heavy Rain. They made Detroit Become Human. Now they're working on Star Wars Eclipse. And I I think he was being interviewed somewhere. This is last week. And something along the lines of like, because there's rumors that it was being delayed to like 2027 or something because they couldn't find staff. And he's like, uh, there's no way it can be delayed. We never gave a release date. Um, uh, yeah, dude, you can still delay a game even if you didn't have a release date. You can delay it internally. And honestly, if you can't hire staff and you announce a game like eight years before it releases, like, really, dude? Really? People are just, like, going to not care in a while. Yes, they're going to care because it's Star Wars, but, like, in a while, they're just going to completely give up. They're just they're going to get tired of waiting. Then, granted, the hype train will probably start all over again. But, A, if you're having trouble hiring staff, that, that is a reflection on you and your studio. B, if it's going to get delayed internally, just own it, dude. Just own it. And, and C, people already say that, like, you're not a great place to work. So just just work on that. Um, and people don't even want this game to come out anymore because of the shady things that go on with, with you, David Cage, uh, and your studio and shit. So, like, just, just own up. Just say you're having trouble hiring staff or... Yeah, we announced it too early or something like that. Just just own it. I know you don't want to, and I know it would just piss fans off. And, and you know, gamers need to chill the fuck out when it comes to release dates. Like, we expect way too much, and we get way too angry when shit gets delayed. But, like, just own up, dude. If anything, we'll appreciate it more that you're, you're upfront and honest about it instead of just, like, dancing around in the, in the background trying to throw smoke screens and shit. Like, yeah, man, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, I just today I just wanted to hop right into things, um, as you can tell. 
<laughs> um, wild, wild shit. Uh, last week, there was a Sony State of Play, PlayStation State of Play, however you want to describe it, uh, showing off Hogwarts Legacy, the new uh, Harry Potter game. And one of the highlights is we get to see the Hufflepuff common room for the first time. Uh, the game is set in the um, the movie uh, 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 universe, if you will, and they showed off 14 minutes of gameplay. We got to see some spells in action, some creatures. The story uh, revolves around a goblin re- goblin rebellion, um, and we we will be a, a student coming in as a fifth year. Uh, being sorted as a fifth year as well. It's very strange, very strange indeed. Uh, you get to cut, create a custom character, all that. Uh, but it, it looks really good, and they are expecting it to release this holiday. No no more delays are expected. Uh, also, with the Steam Deck now in, in people's hands, uh, people have wondered, you know, will there be Game Pass support on it since since it is technically a PC? Uh, and, and Microsoft actually worked with, with Valve on this. Um, you can now use Xbox Game Pass in some capacity, uh, but for cloud gaming, really, is the only place, um, through Microsoft Edge. Uh, so on Twitter, Xbox Cloud Gaming said between Valve and them, they were able to get xCloud and Xbox Game Pass working on Steam Deck. Um, Valve worked with Microsoft the, mostly. Um, and you can do it through Microsoft Edge because I think it does run a version of Windows. Um, there is Microsoft Edge beta on the device. Um, you do have to install and launch the Steam Deck version of Microsoft's web browser, though, to, to do it. Uh, there's the xCloud launcher. Um, so, essentially, you're just playing cloud games. You can't download them properly. Uh, there is tutorial ed- articles available on Microsoft's website. Uh, As we stated last week, uh, Overwatch 2 will have its first beta in April, uh, and it will be a closed beta, and we now know it will take place on April 26th on PC. Do not expect it on any other platforms. Uh, Also announced, Epic and Xbox will donate two weeks' worth of Fortnite proceeds to Ukraine uh, in an effort to show of of solidarity. It's all all real-world money. Um, and Fortnite has raised at least $50 million in humanitarian relief funds for those affected by the war in Ukraine. Um, it's, it's just going to keep getting bigger when, when, when it ends on April 3rd. Um, $50 million is wild. Uh, they did, they raised 36 after one day. Um, yeah, so March 20th through April 3rd, and they will, they're going to be sent to direct relief, UNICEF, uh, the United Nations World Food Program, uh, and UNHCR, the UN Refugee Agency. Um, Xbox will also participate in the move. Um, And also, uh, if you still play Fortnite, props to you, um, but Fortnite has removed building. One of the main features of the game in, what what are they calling it? Um, Season 3 of whatever it is, chapter two or whatever the hell it's on, uh, they're removing building and, and players have to earn it back or something. And, and all the major Twitch streamers and and pros and everything say that Fortnite is the best it's ever been with building removed. 
Oh, I don't know, maybe because it's now just a regular battle royale. Like, really? Shows you how dumb of a gimmick the building was to begin with. It's just, it's just wild. Wild to me. Um, Netflix announced a new anime adaptation this week. Uh, it's going to be called Tekken Bloodline. So yes, it is based on the popular Tekken fighting game franchise. Uh, the trailer shows that the, the show seems to have a focus on Jin Kazama, which, totally understandable. Uh, but it will also show him going to train with his grandfather, Hihachi Mishima. And I am stoked on that. Hihachi is one of my favorite characters from the franchise. It looks like they're going to have their, their special moves from, from the games as well, with like the lightning and things like that. Um, the anime is gorgeous. Hihachi is an imposing figure in the show, just like he's a large, imposing figure in the games. I am definitely going to watch this show. 100% I'm going to be watching this awesome-looking Tekken anime. This isn't even the first time there was a Tekken anime. There was one in the 90s. It was a film. Very graphic. Um, but no, this looks interesting. Like I said, it, it's going to feature... Um, yeah, Tekken the Motion Picture from 1998. Um, it, it, it's going to feature King. They showed off King at the end. Uh, I saw Paul. Um, there, I think it showed Kazuya. Um, but it, it looks... Very, very cool. I am very excited. I hope they, they show off. Uh, I hope I hope Jack is in it in, in some capacity. Um, but no, this show looks to be very, very good. Um, I think there was even a Tekken live action film. I don't I don't know if that any like if that went anywhere though. Um, who knows? Uh, but I am very excited for this this new anime. Uh, it looks like I said it looks to be very, very, very good. So I can't wait for that to release. Hopefully, not too far in the future. Um, and in a wild turn of events, multiple Destiny creators uh, on YouTube, including Bungie themselves, uh, have been hit with copyright takedowns and and Bungie had to clarify um they 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 tweeted out quote we're aware of serious a series of copyright takedowns on YouTube and we're actively investigating this includes content on our own Bungie channels these actions are not being taken at the request of Bungie or our partners please stand by for future updates um as of now I haven't seen any updates um but a lot of content creators have been hit with it as well in a strange, strange turn of events hitting content creators online. Usually they work hand-in-hand hand with the partners, but clearly, as, as we can see, Bungie was affected as well, so someone is trying to uh, pretend to be Bungie and pull some copyright claims. Or the, the Google algorithm is just broken. Uh, if you were looking to buy any games on either the Wii Shop or the DSi Shop, uh, they've been offline for days. Uh, they were turned off without warning by Nintendo. Uh, this is per Eurogamer. Um, while you've been unable to purchase new items from the Wii Shop since 2019 and the DSi Shop since 2017, um, you you would uh, 
you you can't access your your games that you already own to download them. Um, the server is still running, and you can use third party tools to download games, um, but nothing about them going down this early. I know they're supposed to close next year, but this is sooner than expected. Uh, Activision has announced that on April 1st, Snoop Dogg will become a playable character in Call of Duty Vanguard, Call of Duty Warzone, and Call of Duty Warzone Mobile, of all places. Yes, Snoop Dogg, an avid gamer, uh, has now been confirmed to be able to be a playable character in Call of Duty. Uh, to join the the ghost the likes of Ghostface uh, and 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 Mason and Captain Price, fucking Snoop Dogg man. Um, CD Projekt Red has announced they are working on a new Witcher game. Uh, it will be made in Unreal Engine Five. Uh, the new game director promises no crunch under his watch, uh, and it will take place at a new Witcher school, whatever that means. Um, as of right now, we're tentatively. The internet is tentatively calling it Witcher 4. No word if it's going to be a reboot or a sequel. Uh, speaking of which, a new Easter egg has been found in The Witcher 3. Um, Godfall, formerly a PlayStation timed exclusive, will launch as an ultimate or complete edition on both Xbox and PC later this year. Uh, so if you've been waiting to play that game, I wonder if it's going to be cross-play. I think that kind of died out after a while, that game. Uh, PlayStation has announced that they are going to acquire Haven Studios. Haven Studios was founded by uh, former Naughty Dog member and uh, Visceral Games and a whole lot of other studios, Jade Raymond. Um, she just keeps trying to get away from Sony, and they just keep pulling her back. She is unable to get away from Sony. Uh, it's so funny. Every, everywhere she goes, she's like, I want to start a new studio. And Sony's like, nope, we're buying you. Nah, I want to get away. Nope, we're buying you. Nope. Like, I don't know if she wants to leave Sony or she's just like, it, it just happens to keep working out that way. Uh, regardless, it's, it's really funny that everywhere she goes seems to be gobbled up or involved with Sony in some capacity uh, also this week unexpectedly a new ghostbusters game was announced uh, it's called ghostbusters spirit unleashed it will be a 4v1 asymmetrical multiplayer uh, why won't these die and uh, it will release uh, in quarter four of this year um, you get to put on the proton pack or and grab a ghost trap um, or you get to be a ghost um and it will feature uh, Ernie Hudson requiring to voice Winston Zedbor, uh, and Dan Aykroyd will return as well, playing Ray Stance. Um, you can play offline, single player, with or without AI. There will be cross-platform multiplayer. Um, and, yeah, I didn't even know. I guess it was somewhat uh, announced last year. I don't remember that. Uh, but now we have a new trailer, and the graphics look okay. Nothing to write home about, um, but it looks like it takes place in the present day. 
So I'm sure they can have some connections to Ghostbusters Afterlife as well. Uh, but based off the trailer, it does look like it is a, a sequel to Afterlife, uh, as it does have uh, Winston Zeddemore's character uh, having purchased the, the old firehouse in the film. Um, it looks like he's running it now in, in the game. So it looks like it will build off that film. Um, EA has announced that uh, PGA Tour has been delayed to 2023, their new golf game. Far Cry 6 has announced a new Stranger Things crossover. Um, the NFL also announces a new partnership with both Meta and PSVR, and it will plan to release a VR NFL football game yearly, uh, probably to compete with Madden. Um, unfortunately, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League has been delayed to spring 2023, meaning Rocksteady would have not released a game for seven years at that point. Uh, that was a, unfortunately announced today. I've been really excited for that game. At least Gotham Knights is still coming this year. Um, and the final bit of news I want to talk about is Gran Turismo 7. The game was nearly unplayable for about 30 hours last week. Yes, you heard that right. 30 hours. Uh, it, it was due to a server issue. Um... Granted, I, I, I don't understand. What I don't understand, what a lot of people online are very confused about as well, is how in 2022 is there still uh, zero downtime server maintenance, especially on a game that requires all online, right? People are pissed or were pissed, understandably so, because how was the offline mode not available? The, the, the single-player offline campaign mode not available. Huge knock against the game. Um, and then here is Sony pulling a practice that they shit on Microsoft for in 2013 with all, always online DRM bullshit, right? I'm, I'm not defending Microsoft in this. I'm just saying Sony made a huge like deal about this when, when the PlayStation 4 got announced and released. And yet here they are doing the practice that they shit on themselves, right? The, the fact that, that this is happening is ridiculous, okay? Yes, the, like, let, let's talk about Forza, Gran Turismo's big, biggest competitor. Um, and and I, I know you can't really compare Forza Horizon, which was the most recent release, to Gran Turismo, right? Forza's an arcade racer. It's not a sim like traditional Forza Motorsport. But... If we go back to Forza Motorsport 7, which was the most recent standard sim, I don't think the servers going offline would affect the single-player offline mode, right? Um, and on top of this, players have learned that uh, the in-game currency, like drop rates or however you want to call it, has been lowered, which goes... It, which is ridiculous because it turns out some cars cost 40 to $60 in real life. It costs that much money in real life like to, for you to buy in-game currency to buy these cars as DLC. It, it, it is. Gran Turismo 7 
had a a stellar launch people praised it and then it runs into this just a few weeks later and people are like fuck this game already which is not something you want to have right i remember was it Ford, forza motorsport 5 i think the pricing on cars was kind of fucked and it was microtransaction heavy the the community rallied against it and then microsoft in turn 10 eventually uh, they they changed it right they changed it um but th this is what uh, the director, studio director, had to say about the cars. Uh, quote, in GT7, I would like to have a, users enjoy lots of cars and races, even without microtransactions. At the same time, the pricing of cars is an important element that conveys their value and rarity. So I do think it's important for it to be linked with the real world prices. I want to make GT7 a game in which you enjoy a variety of cars, lots of different ways, and if possible, would like to try to avoid a situation where a player must mechanically keep replaying certain events over and over again, unquote. Okay, let's break that down. Yes, you want players to enjoy lots of cars. But you can have them have their value and rarity, but not have them cost an outrageous amount where it costs 40 real-world dollars to buy it. People are using video games to escape and to have these cars that they would never be able to reasonably own in the real world. How can you turn around and say, eh, I don't want to have it that easy. Meanwhile, you say you don't want to have to have them replaying and grind, but yet you lower the ability to earn credits in game, or you lower the amount of credits earned in races to buy these more expensive cars. So, are like... Your left hand and your right hand aren't talking to each other. I, I don't get it. I don't get it. And I hope they fix it. And for everyone playing Gran Turismo 7, I hope they figure it out for you. I really do. Because that's a fucked situation. It really is. It's a dumb fucking situation too. But 30 hours it's unplayable for a brand new game? Ridiculous. And it wasn't because of a bug. It was because of server maintenance. Server fucking maintenance taking a game out for 30 hours in 2022. What dystopian, like, alternate re reality do I live in where that's the case? What, like, I, 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 I'm confused. I really am. And, and, and that's it for gaming news today. Uh, there is some TV news I wanted to go over. The Resident Evil live action series on Netflix will drop on July 14th, if you've been waiting for that. Uh, there are rumors swirling that a Daredevil reboot for, for Disney+, Plus, starring Charlie Cox, is expected to start filming as early as this summer. Granted, this has yet to be announced or confirmed, just rumors and speculation. But given the adoration fans have for Charlie Cox as Daredevil, I don't see this out of the realm of possibility. Uh, Christopher Lloyd, the one of the stars of the Back to the Future franchise, uh, you know, Doc, Doc Brown, uh, has been cast and will join season three of The Mandalorian. Uh, no word on his character or how many episodes he will be in, though. Going from one major franchise to another, hell yeah. Um, Christina Ricci, uh, who most famously played Wednesday Adams in the, the 
Adams Family movies of the, the early 90s, will join the Tim Burton Wednesday Adams show that's coming to Netflix. So she is returning to her Adams Family family roots and will be joining the Wednesday Adams series, not as an older Wednesday Adams or anything like that, um, but in uh, a character that's taking over for Thora Birch's character. Uh, Thora Birch had to leave the show uh, despite already filming many scenes. Um, and then our last bit of TV news here. James Gunn has announced uh, that season two of Peacemaker will feature a lot more DCEU cameos. Um, but there's a lot of unused footage as well that was filmed for the season one finale of, of Peacemaker. Um, there was about 20 minutes worth of Ezra Miller material roasting Jason Momoa. So there's, there's 20 minutes of the flash roasting Aquaman. Um, he was telling total film. He said, quote, Ezra went on and I'm not kidding for 16 minutes about Aquaman having sex with fish. It was really funny. Unquote. Um, I wish we could see that. Uh, James Gunn went on to say, quote, it was done through pure force of will on my part or really pushing it to happen, unquote. Um, I don't think Warner Brothers probably wanted that to happen, but but James Gunn said, nah, nah, fuck y'all, I'm doing it. I am doing it. Um, now, we don't do as many TV reviews as we used to, uh, but the Halo show does premiere tomorrow. And we will be talking about that on next week's episode. So you are, if you are ready to hear what my ultimate take is on the first episode of the Halo, long-awaited Halo show, please tune in next week so you guys can take a listen. Uh, let's move on to movie news here. Uh, Jumanji will be getting a theme park ride and other theme park attractions. Uh, Sony Pictures has... Do, uh, we don't know if it's going to come to North America and you'll find out why. Um, but you, it will be used to create rides, attractions, theme park lands, hotels, and more. Sony has signed a deal with not Disney, not Universal, but Merlin Entertainments. Yes, Merlin Entertainments. If you are unfamiliar with Merlin, uh, I'm not surprised. I am very familiar with Merlin Entertainments as I was an employee of Merlin Entertainments for about eight years. Uh, they own the Legoland parks uh, throughout the world. Uh, they own the Madame Tussauds Wax Museums. Uh, and they're known for both Alton Towers and Thorpe Park in the UK. Those are the UK's like premier theme parks. Um, however, none of these parks will be the first place we're getting a Jumanji anything. The first Jumanji ride is expected to open next month at Gardaland Resort in Italy. <laughs> uh, and a, a, a second ride is expected to open sometime next year at another Merlin Entertainments Park. Uh, through an official statement, they said, quote, The attraction will be called Jumanji the Adventure. It will transport guests to the fantastic world of Jumanji, where an exhilarating adventure awaits them. A journey full of pitfalls, surprises, and dangers through the wild jungle, unquote. Um, 
Gardaland will also get fully themed Jumanji hotel rooms as well. Um, yeah, that's... Of all companies, of all companies to partner with, Merlin. Merlin does not have a major presence in the United States other than Madame Tussauds and the Legoland parks. But this, this is where my confusion comes in. If, if I, I, and I know the Jumanji movies have done well in the U.S., so that's why I'm a little thrown off by this. Um, they do not have a, like I said, they do not have a major theme park presence in the U.S. outside of Legoland, right? Madame Tussauds are not theme parks. They're, they're, they're indoor attractions. Um, they're, they're, they're walkthrough things. Um, I can understand maybe doing Jumanji things there, but when it comes to Legoland, Legoland parks tend to be themed around, you know, Lego themes. There is no current Jumanji Lego theme um, that's out or has there been. Yes, I know they recently did a thing with like Peppa Pig and stuff, but children's sections, I uh, not always. But like if, if you go to Legoland California... There is a theme around Ninjago, which is a Lego theme. There's a theme around uh, the castle theme. There is Lego City theme. There is Lego the Lego movie now, because they removed the Lego Friends stuff. Um, and uh, then there's the pirate, Lego Pirates section of the park. Here I'm talking like I didn't work there for eight years. I did. Um, but, but, and then there's other stuff that fit in with like Lego creator and things like that. So it, 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 it would be, first off, they've never done a, a, um, oh, and then Lego Technic, right? They've never done a branded IP like that at a theme park or at a Lego park, A, because they don't own any IPs, right? Um, like Disney would never do that because they don't usually lose IPs. They usually own them before they put them in. Um, other than like, yes, Star Wars, they had it before they owned Lucasfilm and things like that. But, but there was always a danger of, of Star Tours leaving if they never bought, if they never bought Lucasfilm, right? So it's, it's, it, it's strange that Sony would go to Merlin of all things. Yes, Merlin is the number three theme park operator in the world, but, but still Merlin oh, of all people, Merlin. And I get Sony and Universal are rivals, but you know, Universal and Warner Brothers are rivals too, and they have the Harry Potter stuff. So very, very interesting. Merlin and Gardaland. Of all theme parks to go first, you pick Gardaland in Italy, which uh, yeah. I don't know. I do not know. I don't want to know. But anyway, moving on, uh, MGM has found a new home. MGM Studios has been purchased by Amazon. Um, so yes, they now own the rights uh, to all of its 4,000 films and 17,000 17, TV episodes. Um, MGM employees will now become part of Amazon uh, and... No word yet on when any of that catalog will be released on Amazon Prime Video, or if it will at all. Um, it will buy it for $8.45 billion. Uh, however, 
uh, they don't get full control of Bond. Bond will be mostly controlled by Eon Productions, uh, the Broccoli family, uh, so they will still have full control over how Bond movies are distributed, meaning it's not like uh, all the Bond movies are going to be put on Amazon just yet. Um, so, let me see. So, they also get Epics. I didn't know that that was owned by MGM. Um, so, they're probably just going to leave that as it is. Uh, of course, it will have Prime subscribers. Um, it's not trying to compete with NBC Universal or Warner Media. We know that. Um, but crazy. <laughs> so Amazon's going to get access now to Mission Impossible Seven and A Quiet Place Two earlier than expected on. Uh, with with the purchase of MGM um, through a deal that Paramount signed with with Epics, that's crazy. But yeah, so like I said, there's the the distribution rules with Bond, so they don't get full control of James Bond, which is fine with me. Um, I'm just happy like Sony or someone didn't get it. Because they would have hoard up the, the Bond franchise in a way that I don't think anyone would have been happy with. But yes, Amazon now owns MGM Studios. Um, you know, we were talking about Back to the Future and Lego. Uh, they announced a new Back to the Future DeLorean set where you can build it to be one of the three DeLoreans from the films. Um, and it's, it's, a, it's a lot different from the DeLorean that was released several years back as the Lego Ideas set, which I actually have. Um, that was a Lego Kyusu set, actually, before it became Ideas, if I'm not mistaken. You probably have no idea what I meant by that. Anyway, um, the Batman has crossed the $500 million mark globally. Uh, one of the second films to do so uh, in the pandemic era, and it's the second film to make $300 million or more domestically in the pandemic era, of course, Spider-Man No Way Home was the first. Uh, and, and realistically, no surprise there, right? Um, Daniel Radcliffe was being interviewed about a potential role in a potential Cursed Child film if they were to ever make it. Uh, and he said, not right now. If, if he were to ever... Return to Harry Potter, it wouldn't be now, it wouldn't be for a while. I don't blame him. I don't blame him. Because that's not really what he's doing right now. He does want to do different things. Um, so it, 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 it makes sense that he wouldn't want to do it right now and that he would want to wait. Um, which I'm fine for. We don't, we don't need that. Let's, let's keep doing Fantastic Beasts for a while. We don't need to go... Make the Cursed Child. I personally didn't care. I read the Cursed Child book, whatever they, the book or whatever it is that they turned the, the, um, I, I don't know what you would call it. The one that they turned the, uh, the play into. It was not good. I personally did not, um, I did not care for it. I didn't think it was that good. I think it was just a rehash of, 
of old plot elements. It works fine as a play, just not as a true sequel to the original books. I think mainly because J.K. Rowling didn't really write it as a book, but as a play. And it's meant to be like a two, three hour thing and not, it's too fast. Things progress way too quickly through it. And honestly, I don't care. I don't, we don't need it right away. The play's going. We don't need a film adaptation of it right now. Uh, Paramount has announced that Scream 6 will release one year uh, from next week, March 31st, 2023. Courtney Cox is officially returning and they start filming this summer. I still need to watch Scream 5. It's on Paramount Plus, though, so I'll probably check it out soon. Uh, Wayne T. Carter has showed off uh, what he would have looked like as uh, Jon Stewart, Green Lantern, in the Snyder Cut, and it looks really epic. Uh, It was a practical suit, and um, yeah, it just looked really cool. It looked really cool. Uh, Very, very excited to see um, I sorry, not excited. I wish we could have seen it in the film. Um, hopefully, not everything is done for there. Um, you know, we'll see. We will see. Uh, hopefully, the DCEU is not completely dead. Uh, speaking of the DCEU, uh, Daniela Melchior, who stole the show as Ratcatcher 2 in The Suicide Squad, uh, may be in talks to join Fast and Furious 10, uh, jumping from one major franchise to another. Uh, the Incredible Hulk, yes, the Eric Bana Hulk movie, uh, will not be going to Disney+. Plus. The one MCU film that is not going to be on Disney+, Plus. I remember... Uh, Universal made that film, if I'm not mistaken. It's actually going to HBO Max on April 1st. Yeah, yeah, right? It's weird. So the entire MCU, save for one film, will be on Disney+. And one MCU film, The Incredible Hulk, will be on HBO Max. Uh, Justin Gorvin Levitt, Justin Gorvin, Justin Gordon Levitt, has been announced uh, as to be playing Johnny Carson in an upcoming Johnny Carson biopic. I can really actually get behind this. I really like just Justin Gordon-Levitt. Uh, Johnny Carson is definitely someone who deserves uh, a movie at this point. I mean, he, he was one of the greatest, uh, you know, night, late-night show hosts um, that have ever lived, right? Um, and, and definitely, definitely someone worth making a movie about. And then literally like half an hour ago, a live action Voltron movie is officially in the works. Uh, the director of Red Notice is, is attached to direct, uh, no studio yet, but apparently Universal, Warner Brothers, Amazon, Netflix, all in the running, uh, to, to produce and, and then of course release the film. Uh, and then just a few days ago, uh, a Godzilla vs. Kong sequel was unofficially announced by the government of Australia. The film will be filmed in Australia and uh, is, is being called a Godzilla vs. Kong sequel, uh, but that could mean 
any number of things. It, it could be a a sequel to. It could be a direct sequel to Godzilla vs Kong. It could be the next monster verse film. Um, it could just be the next you know Godzilla movie for all we know. But I don't care because it's another movie in the monster verse franchise. So that makes me happy. Um, but yeah, that that's that's it, folks, for uh, Nixner News this week. Thank you guys for listening week in, week out. Um, as always, check out nixnerdnews.com where you can listen to the show right in your browser. Uh, or if you like, you can listen to us on the go with, with most major podcast services, Spotify, Google, Apple, uh, Amazon Music. I think we're on Audible now, iHeartRadio, Spotify. We're, we're all there. We're all there for you guys to listen and enjoy. Uh, also, while you're there, check out our social media tab where you guys can find uh, our Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook feeds. We always post fun memes. Um, or, you know, if you prefer, just search Nixter News on your preferred social media platform of choice. Uh, also, big shout-out to the 101 League. We will be hosting Melee again this Saturday at Panels Comic Book Coffee Bar. It's also the Nevada Street Nerd Market if you guys want to come out and check out some things. Um, and then uh, it should be, should be a good Saturday. Uh, make sure to follow the 101 League on Twitch, Discord, uh, uh, Instagram, Twitter, all that. The 101 Esports League out of Oceanside. And uh, remember, Scott was was our great host just a few weeks back. Um, but uh, with that, I will catch you guys on the flip side. <laughs>